0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to College Mental Health Prep, Episode 4, Anxiety and How to Cope. I am Lisa Brown Eisel, and I am a licensed clinical social worker here to discuss some of the challenges of going away to college. Before I begin my discussion on anxiety, I would like to refer back to my other podcasts and provide some additional information as I see appropriate. I met with a client this past week who will be entering her senior year of college. She told me that she listened to my first three podcasts and could definitely relate. She found the part about the people we know today once being strangers so significant and can remember when her college friends were just strangers. She told me that getting involved in campus activities is very important and benefited her so much in the beginning of her freshman year. She also said that in one of her very first classes, she sat next to another girl, said hello, and the two of them are still close friends today. It just takes a chance meeting that hello we discussed prior or just an effort to put yourself out there that could really make a difference in your college life. Anxiety presents itself physically, mentally, and emotionally. I mentioned some of the symptoms of anxiety in my first episode, as I described a feeling similar to butterflies in your stomach, your mind racing, a sense of nervousness. In this podcast, we are mostly discussing situational anxiety as feelings arise as you prepare and leave for college. Situational anxiety can occur when you are experiencing some kind of change in your life and feelings and emotions arise as a result of this particular situation. For those of you who may already have an anxiety disorder or other mental health disorder, Please pay attention to your symptoms during this time of change and seek assistance from your therapist or doctor if needed. I would like to remind you all that I created 25 Instagram Lives last year related to various topics. One of them was anxiety, and that was done in two parts. It is more thorough with a lot of good information, so if you are interested, you can check out my Instagram at Lisa Eisel. I am thinking that most of us have experienced anxiety in some form or another. Some of you might be aware of these symptoms and some of you might feel them and not even realize what they are. I am not here to diagnose anyone. Please do not diagnose yourselves. I am just explaining what anxiety feels like and how we can cope with it to move through these challenging moments. Anxiety is common. It is a feeling of nervousness, unease, feeling like something is about to happen, lots of worry. It is our brain's way of responding to stress. As I stated prior, anxiety can also alert and benefit us in times of potential danger, but we are not focusing on that right now. We are concentrating more on the feelings, the change the stories we might be telling ourselves about our upcoming college journey before it has even begun. Before I discuss what anxiety feels like, I would like for you all to remember that we want to rule out any medical issues that may be affecting your health. That includes illness, medications, and again, a mental health history. If none of that is an issue, then we can focus on these emotions that we are facing and begin to acknowledge that we may be experiencing some anxiety. I have asked many clients and those in my life what anxiety feels like to them, and here is the list. Nervousness, muscle tension, unable to sit still or relax, racing heartbeat, difficulty breathing, Chest tightness, sweating when it is cold or trembling when it is hot, difficulty sleeping, stomach discomfort, nausea, obsessive or intrusive thoughts, difficulty focusing or concentrating, dry mouth, feeling a loss of control. One of my clients describes her intense anxiety similar to that of a pinball machine in her mind. This list consists of some uncomfortable but common effects of anxiety. None of us want to sit in this too long, and many of my clients often remind me that they do not like to feel uncomfortable. Unfortunately, we all feel uncomfortable at times, but it is never permanent. We can find our way out of these feelings in time and with patience. Not dealing with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, as I have stated previously, can result in increased anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders. We are here together so that we recognize and continue to remind ourselves that we are not alone, but also to identify these signs and symptoms so that you can cope as effectively and happily as possible during this life adjustment. If you are experiencing these symptoms as you are packing, saying your goodbyes, leaving for college, remind yourself that it is okay to feel this way, that it is a part of going away, being a new environment, away from home, being one person in a school full of strangers. You are allowed to feel uncomfortable. You can tolerate it one step at a time. You will not feel this way forever. It is a feeling. It is all new, but it will pass. Again, remind yourself of the things you have faced in the past that were new and different, maybe even scary, and how you found your way through it into a more comfortable place. Tell yourself that you can do it. If you tell yourself you can't, then you won't. Let's continue to work on those thoughts. I often hear from my clients that they are angry with themselves or feel like a failure for having feelings. Please change that mindset. You are human. You are supposed to have feelings and emotions. As a reminder, it is what we do with our thoughts and feelings that makes the difference. Now that we have decided that this list feels pretty uncomfortable, we might not want to stay there too long. So what can we do to deal with these feelings of anxiety and nervousness. First, let's recognize and acknowledge that we are feeling anxious. We can focus our thoughts on remembering that this is new. We are showing kindness towards ourselves while adapting. It is okay to have feelings. In time, just like everything else you have experienced, your surroundings will become more familiar and all of this will feel more comfortable. Remember to have some things in your dorm room that bring you comfort as well. Get involved in activities early on, even if you feel awkward, so that you do not feel so alone and or isolate. Talk to those you feel comfortable with about these feelings. Journaling is another great way to dump those thoughts and emotions as well. Both of these really work because expressing in healthy ways lessens the intensity of what is going on inside your mind and body. Exercise and movement are great for our minds. It increases our feel-good chemicals in our brains. And oftentimes, doctors will recommend exercise before they even recommend medication. If you have not exercised prior to college, it is another great way to cope with your emotions and possibly increase your social visibility. Getting enough sleep is very important. Practicing self-care activities, which means doing things that make you feel good, are necessary. Stay in touch with your family and friends if that helps you feel better. Stay mindful. We discussed this. Stay in the reality of the moment, not what might happen or how we might feel, because that creates more stress and anxiety. Read. Watch a show. Distract yourself from the uncomfortable feelings. I am not saying ignore them. I am encouraging you to recognize them, but to also move on from them. As I stated, be cautious of social media comparisons and interpretations. There are benefits to staying connected, but there can be negative effects as well. Another really important practice in dealing with anxiety is meditation just breathing. Focusing on our breathing can calm our minds. It takes practice, but you can do it. Meditations can be short or longer, your choice, but the goal is to relax the racing going on in your brain. There are a ton of free meditation apps out there. We at times take breathing for granted. Use your ability to breathe now to calm your mind when needed. I still watch my boys take deep breaths before they pitch and hit the baseball. There is a reason you see athletes and others take those breaths. It slows our heart rate, slows that racing in our minds, and creates balance. There is one breathing technique I would like for you all to try. It is easy and it works. When you breathe, remember to breathe in deeply so your stomach pushes out and even when anxious focus on this because at that time our breathing can be rapid this relaxation strategy is called the 478 technique also known as relaxing breath before starting this breathing pattern find a comfortable sitting position and place the tip of your tongue right behind your top front teeth you can do this now, or you can jot it down for future use. To begin, breathe in quietly through your nose for four seconds. Hold the breath for a count of seven seconds. Then exhale forcefully through your mouth, making a whoosh sound for eight seconds, and repeat this cycle up to four times. So breathe in for four hold for seven, and breathe out for a count of eight. You can all do that anywhere, anytime. It helps when feeling anxious. This technique can help when facing an uncomfortable situation in life. It can also help with sleep. So try it before bed to relax your busy mind. If those counts are too high for you to hold your breath, just lower the number. No perfection required. Just try it. It works and you are all worth the effort. My next podcast will focus on homesickness, which we began to describe in my first episode.